Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 329th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy, it's been a busy week. Sorry, sorry to you, not just everyone, but also to you as well. Given the short notice that I gave you, that I wasn't going to be able to record this uh, this weekend pass. So that's that's why we're we're posting this a day late. It is uh, it's my B. All good, all good. How about to you? Not a big deal. <laughs> so um, yeah, the reason the reason was uh, we went to uh, Atlanta to visit one of Lena's uh, aunts and um, her mom. Her mom is I think is ninety eight years old. And oh, with wow. uh, you know, with both of us being vaccinated and everything, we figured, all right, let's uh, let's try to get out there and visit. You know, it, it, you know, given her, given her 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 age, um, you know, who knows how how many more times we'll be able to get to visit, uh, especially with Gordon. So we took Gordon down, dude. Flying down with Gordon was a nightmare. Fl- oh, flying no. in general with Gordon was a nightmare. Oh, Lena no. flew with him. Lena flew with him a few weeks ago, I think. Uh huh. And um, I know it wasn't like the easiest thing in the world, but uh, yeah, man, this kid, I, 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 I've told you this before, but like the, the level of fussiness that he's gotten lately is just like, you know, another level and he's almost two and like the terrible twos is definitely a real thing because his, his um, emotions, he doesn't know how to handle emotions and he doesn't, especially doesn't know how to handle negative emotions. So when he doesn't get his way, when he doesn't get what he wants in that immediate moment, it's just an all-time freak out and you know i don't I, i've never wanted to be that parent on the on the plane with the noisy kid trying mm-hmm. to get gordon to settle down but also trying to like discipline and like be stern so you're you're stuck in this in this uh a bit of a catch-22 it's like well you either give him exactly what he wants which is impossible by the way um or or you um you just you 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 stay stern and with that results in him crying and yeah. everyone hearing it so yeah that was uh that was that was a situation going down um we the flight there, there was a problem before we even like left it was a frontier flight uh, it was it was just a weekend trip so we just uh basically just jumped down there um super you know pat super light as light as one can when you're traveling with the baby and uh, as soon as we got on the plane, you know, we boarded up, and then all of a sudden the captain comes on and says that there is a problem with the computer. It it uh, there's a problem with the computer system, and they need to like reset it or something like that. Uh, but in order to reset it, they have to like restart the engines, so they have to shut the whole plane off. But that ended up being a bit of a problem. They couldn't get the plane back on for a minute, so like the air goes off. It's all hot. You never realize. I mean, you you always are aware of how loud a plane is in general, but you never really realize how how um, how just the amount of ambient noise that exists on a plane, which results in you not actually being able to hear too far from you. So like sounds like if you were snoring, for example, you might not be able to hear that three, just as close as three rows away. But when you shut that engine off, you could hear it because we were sitting there for a bit. And so all these people fell asleep and you can hear all these people snoring. And it's like, wow, <laughs> like that, that person's snoring just like two rows behind me. And I couldn't hear that. But now I could hear it like, you know, it's just, it's just right there. 
so it's it was funny like realizing just like all the different sounds that are on that exist on an airplane that you normally couldn't hear because the people are too far from you uh i'm not sure that holds true for babies crying you know max volume but nevertheless uh they eventually got the, the they eventually got the uh, engines on. I got a trial of YouTube Premium, which my phone has been trying to get me to do for the last like two years, yeah. because Gordon has this massive, massive, massive obsession with trucks. I can't remember if I've told you guys about this before, but he loves all things trucks, and especially we realized garbage trucks. He loves trash trucks, so. There are these like and like it, he's not the only kid because these types of videos exist uh, like they exist online. There is this series or this like movie or I don't know what you call it, like a music thing on Amazon Prime called Lots and Lots of Trucks. It's from like the 90s <laughs> and Gordon enjoys that one decently enough. Um, there's also something called Truck Tunes where they, they this guy makes like multiple songs to the uh, theme of a different type of truck. So like bucket truck or a, an excavator or a dump truck, all these different types of trucks. And they have multiple versions of these. It's like truck tunes, one truck tunes, two, three, four, five. I don't know how high they, how high they actually go, but um, they have at least four, maybe five of these over the course of how many years that they were making these things. Okay. And so Gordon, he, I recently found that he actually just enjoys enough watching uh, these like, youtube videos there's this youtube channel called thrash and trash productions where this person just uploads compilation videos of trash trucks picking up trash and driving along oh. and gordon gordon like this guy has like hour-long videos of this stuff <laughs> these are so the things funny. that exist these are the things that exist on youtube i know man and this and like these videos have like millions of views and you're uh, part of youtube again dude tell me about it so i'm just quickly look up the stats of this uh this uh this channel let's see no that's not that one so thrash and trash has uh, 151,000 subscribers um and like each video is just like 10 minutes 20 minutes of just like a garbage truck picking up trash and each of these have like hundreds of thousands if not like there's a, a waste connections pink recycling truck 2.7 million views uploaded two years ago a lot of these videos have over a million views um so and like some of them are like an hour long and gordon will just like happily watch these for a minute um so um uh, on this plane then while we're sitting there i started downloading um uh, like those uh truck tune videos mm -hmm. as well as um some other like random garbage truck videos from youtube that's why i got the youtube premium premium so that i can actually download videos and then uh and we're sitting there on the plane like he's watching it you know he's into him enough but he also is fairly picky about stuff so he'll get tired or something fairly quickly so we're sitting there watching it and then all of a sudden he's like no no and like start crying and like just dude calm down just say something else i'll change right. it for you and then he just goes else else so i changed the video and then he's like no else else so I, I sift through all my videos and there's not a single video that he's interested in watching anymore, which is a disaster given that it's a two hour plane ride. And I have no more videos for this kid who wants to watch tra uh, truck videos, but doesn't want to watch any of the truck videos that I happen to have on hand. So that was uh that was the story going down now getting there. Uh, oh, so the night before was like, I, I think I've mentioned this and Gordon has been waking up at like 4 AM every day now. So it's been pretty difficult to get a, a solid night's rest uh, because of that. 
So, and you know, we, we woke up. It was an early morning flight. Of course, Gordon's waking us up at like 4 a.m. that day. So, I, in fact, actually, he woke us up like at 3 or 3.30 that day. That was, uh, it was, it was abnormally early. I went in there. I was able to get him to go back to sleep, but Lena couldn't go back to sleep herself. So, um, yeah, um, when we got to Atlanta, I was exhausted and I, and I ended up falling asleep on the couch and I was like, I'm just going to go to the bedroom and take a nap. Went to the bedroom, took, took a nap for a good bit. Um, <laughs> missed most of that day. Um, that was Saturday. So then, uh, yesterday, which was Sunday, spent most of the day with them, took going to the park, um, then we watched the Sixers game, which was a freaking disaster. I don't know if you saw. Have you been watching any of the NBA playoffs? Yeah, I have. All right. So was it just a disaster because of the way you guys got trashed? It was a disaster because of the way Doc Rivers play, like coached that game. Uh, um, I thought you meant so, it was a disaster because like you tried to watch it and like something happened. No, no, no. So, well, so I'm watching it in Atlanta. You know, of course, playing Atlanta. I just got my first NBA jersey ever. I got a Simmons jersey, so I'm that. wearing my Simmons jersey there. But we got back for the part kind of late. So when I came back, it was actually the end of the first quarter. And the Sixers were down 20. I was like, how How did the Sixers give up 50 points in the first quarter? Oh, trash shooting. It was actually 40, it was 49 points. Um, yeah, it, it was trash defense because the Sixers didn't score an abnormally low amount in the first quarter. But they gave up an, an, an outrageously high amount of points in the first quarter. To the point that, like, had the had the Hawks been able to keep up that pace, they would have scored almost 200 points that game. Of course, that you know that wouldn't have been sustainable. But it's not like they they had a um, a lack of scoring for the rest of the game either. They scored like a, I think it was 128 points that game. And if it wasn't for the Sixers like run in the final like three minutes of the game, they would have lost by like 20. This has been my constant complaint or frustration as a Sixers fan is how these the team seems to just not take people seriously unless it's like a respected team to begin with so like unless they're playing like the lakers on you know christmas time where they're playing like the bucks they just don't seem to take this team seriously that they're playing and they you know it's a constant complaint of like a lot of eagles fans as well or maybe just a lot of fans of and of uh, football in general where you have a team that's for whatever reason should completely demolish another team but they seem to play down to the level of their opponent sure that is the sixers but they don't just play down to the level of their opponent they like play down well below the level of their opponent who they you know and i'm not saying like the hawks are a bad team or anything but i'm just saying that it seems like the sixers didn't really respect the hawks they didn't give them the respect that they that they definitely deserved and so that resulted in them giving up 50 points. And through all of that, it didn't make any sense that Doc Rivers kept Danny Green on Trey Young, despite the fact that Trey Young was absolutely torching Danny Green throughout the whole first half. And so it wasn't until the third quarter that they started that they started to change up the the strategy. But even putting Simmons on him, Trey Young is so good at drawing fouls. Uh, whether or not you, you buy that they're fouls, you know, that's just the way 2021 basketball is. Um Simmons couldn't, he got three fouls and he couldn't guard him anymore. So, um, I don't know. The The whole thing, by the end of the game, because of that final run, all the Sixers starters had a positive plus minus. And there was a period of time where Doc Rivers had the bench unit in. And they. I think the I think the Hawks went on like a 17-0 run, which was far and away uh, more than enough points to give up for us to, you know, we lost, I think, by like four or five points. Uh, not to mention Ben Simmons missed like eight free throws. The Sixers as a whole, I think, missed like 11, 11 free throws that night. So could have been a lot better. I hope that they make some adjustments, especially on the defensive end, because 
if they can figure out how to to stop Trey Young, then you know that should go a long way. I think to to winning. Also, I don't really know why they didn't include Tobias Harris in their offense. Like he just didn't touch the ball a lot of the time, and he's one of their best playmakers on the team. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was my uh, I guess my basketball rant. So um, yeah, coming back this morning was more or less the same. It was not any easier. Gordon just freaking out, yelling and everything like that. Does he not um, like being on airplanes in general? No, no, no. It's not that at all. He he doesn't mind being on a plane whatsoever. It's just that he he doesn't like being still. He he has he has zero chill. And so um trying to get him to sit still and like be entertained by looking out the window or be entertained by like a, a screen, which is fairly new. Like we we never thought we'd be the type of people to like try to give him a screen to keep him preoccupied. But in such a moment, it's like, okay, what else are you going to do, right? He he chills. He pseudo chills. When he eats, he's always eating. He's always trying to eat dinner. You know, not dinner, but he's always trying to eat a meal or snacks. And so it's, it's, it's tough to try to balance. Like, okay, well, when are you actually full? Because he will gladly shove stuff into his mouth if it's something that he likes. And he likes just about everything. So we have to be careful with the food. But he'll also throw massive temper tantrums, which he did on the plane. If he wants some type of food that he knows you have, but you refuse to give it to him because he just ate. So that was another thing. So it's really just, it's really just, um, the tantrums. It's not, there's not a specific cause. Like it's not, Oh, he can't handle being on a plane so much as he can't really be sitting in a public space for this long of a period of time without making a, not making a fool. That's not the right phrase, but without making a scene and, and making me feel like, you know, people are looking at me and it's not sure. like, Oh, I'm, I don't like being embarrassed or anything. It's, it's really, it's just a matter of, I don't like being the cause of people's annoyance. Like you don't, you don't want, like you want to try to do whatever you can to, to be, <laughs> to be, uh, to make everyone else's ride smooth and comfortable. And if your child is freaking out constantly, it's a little frustrating. Like sure. God, dude, stop. Sure. And you can't get him to stop. So, yeah. Man, yeah. make Gordon listen to all this one day. I, I hope so. Yeah, I hope I can. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got back today, did some work. Uh, it's more or less the same. But when did um, you get back? Yeah, got back. We landed at like eleven. So I started. I started work late today, um, but just worked a little bit later too, just to kind of make up for that. Um, but. Last week, so I, I I mentioned that we were going to go on a trip. I can't remember. If, did I talk about the uh, the house hunting trip at all? Um, you, no, I don't think you did. I don't think you did. Oh, okay, I'll just quickly recap that. So, Lena and I flew out by ourselves to um, uh, the uh, uh, suburbs of Chicago to uh, look for houses for nice. um, you know where we're going to be staying, and so. We left Gordon with his grandma, so she was taking him to daycare. This was Memorial Day weekend, so um, daycare was closed Memorial Day, so it was a long weekend, so she had some help from grandpa, and, um, but I, I know it was pretty exhausting for her, so you know, massive, massive, massive thanks to her to allow us to have that time just to do stuff and you know, just search for houses on our own. Um, you know, we, 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 we were working with the realtor, and they send us like all these houses that meet certain criteria, and then we can kind of like rank them. Like, oh, do we like the house? Do we? So, what are some of the criteria? Like the house. 
so that's the thing that's really difficult. So we, we've talked about, um, we, we had talked about the idea of doing like a starter home, right? So basically, um, so we've talked about renting, right? We talked about renting. We've also talked about the idea of getting a starter home. And we've also talked about the idea of getting that potential forever home, something mm-hmm. that, that's like, you know, a 10, 10 plus year um, place that we would stay. I thought you were going to say 10 plus bedroom. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, so, you, was like what, what kind, you buying a school? You buying a schoolhouse? Who do you think I am? Where do you, where do you think? What do you think yeah. I do? Um, so, uh, so right. So we we've like toyed with the idea of or, uh, with uh, with these homes, and we got you know we were getting all these homes coming through, and so we would check them out. We would basically rank them like, yeah, we want to see this place in person. No, we're not interested in this house, and maybe like it, it, it hits some boxes, but it doesn't. It misses others. In general, um, some of the boxes that we need, you know, no matter what the place is, is a garage. Um, you know, we've never had a garage before, and, and given the the climate and everything, um, you know, coming come winter time at least think that's going to be you know pretty important important um but lane is also going to be full-time working from home so we need enough space for her to be able to have an office so we need like an extra bedroom or you know a dedicated office space we want a guest room but we also want to have space for her mom to be when she's you know staying with us because she's with us like half the time uh, like half the year so we would want like not a full-on i guess in-law suite but we would want space for her like you know a bedroom bathroom type of deal where she's not sharing with where she doesn't have to share with gordon and she can also feel like she has her own chill space and not like confined just to her you know tiny bedroom so that that is a little bit more flexible you know given if it's a starter home or a more of a rental that particular requirement isn't necessary but what we quickly found is that the prospects of like actually stepping into these homes that have like forever um qualifications it's just man it's so enticing it's very difficult to be like okay let's settle for a starter home and it's especially difficult because in that starter home price bracket there's a lot more competition as as you know or as many people know the um the the real estate market is extremely hot right now for um you know for sellers so People people sell uh, post their house and and if it's if it's like an updated house and it looks good, that house will get multiple offers within 24 hours, maybe say 48 hours. Oftentimes, like these houses, they know they're good and they know they're going to sell quickly, so they'll just say, "Okay, give us your best and your highest and best offer within you know by a specific deadline, and we will uh, assess and get back to you." And so in these price ranges, like at this lower price bracket for such a starter home, you could end up being outbid by people, even though maybe you technically could afford a house that's more expensive, the offer that they're coming through is just much more enticing. Like it could yeah. be a full cash offer. It could be, um, they, they could be offering to to buy the house at, you know, X percent above asking price. Whereas like you normally want to do some type of negotiations, right? Um, it houses don't really sell for under their, their asking price unless there's just really things that are wrong with it. And that's one of the issues that we've come across is that some of the homes that we've seen, we've seen pictures of, it's like, oh, okay, hey, you know, this house needs some work, but let, you know, let's check it out. It can work. Um, and then you go into the home and it's like, whoa, you know, like we knew we were aware of the situation coming into it, but it just, it, 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 it looked better <laughs> in the pictures than it actually looked in person. And it was actually going to take much more work. So the price that they're asking is just outrageous. You know, like if you're, 
if your price is to touch below some of these homes that we would classify as a forever home and there are that many things that are off with it it's like that's not even a, that's not even a contender and so there were there were homes that we just like left um before we even saw the whole house because it just wasn't worth the time um and some people like some people are just trying to like get a quick buck man like there we saw a couple of homes that had renters in them and the renters were like packing their stuff up trying to leave so like oh like they the renter either didn't know that they were coming or i guess did or that not that they were coming that we were coming uh-huh. or they didn't care um there was one house we went to the people weren't the owner the, the, the renters weren't there but dude this the place smelled overwhelmingly like just dog oh. everywhere every everywhere we went in the house it just smelled like a dog with like wet dog or, you know just eh, dog pee just all Yikes. over the place i don't know how many dogs they had in this place and how many large dogs there were but it, like that dog smell did not go yeah um so yeah uh, and, and some of these homes like you know they they have these renters in them they clearly haven't done anything to the place then they haven't done any type of work to the place and they're posting these these homes for these like again i wouldn't it's not like an outrageous price if you were to if it were updated and you compare it to similar similar homes like you know similar homes of that, of that type of square footage but these homes are basically you know they've, they've done nothing absolutely nothing to um to make them presentable and so you walk in it's like yeah no just no right you know when, when you when you've seen a bunch of other homes that are just much 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 better for a price that is either the same or maybe just a little bit more, you're not even going to remotely consider remotely consider it because that's going to be extra cash that you have to put into this house to make it equivalent to the house that you also like, that other house that you liked, and all and and that wasn't cash that you had to put down into it. You know that that's that's mortgage money. So um, that that was a bit frustrating. It still is a bit frustrating. There's a lot of um, I don't want to say garbage that comes up. Well, no, you know what? Let's just there's just a lot of garbage that shows up in these search, these search results. And where, where are you primarily searching for homes or is the realtor doing it's, most of the work? So we, Lena and I have been on realtor.com a lot ourselves, but they have their own system that has its own filter set up and we'll get, we'll get pinged for a lot of the same houses that we find on realtor.com. Um, sometimes we, they, you know, cause their system, like it's constant, like the moment that their database gets updated, if it fulfills our criteria like price filters and the garage and whatever else we have in there okay it, it will immediately send to us um so pretty much anything that fulfills those criteria will get through we have expanded certain things ourselves and so that's partially why we're kind of like refreshing realtor.com fairly occasionally because mm-hmm. we've expanded our budget at least um you know just in terms of okay would we consider this and one of the things that we've realized is how dramatic price our price how dramatic the property tax can change your monthly payments so the property tax can vary greatly so illinois has the second highest property taxes like average state property right behind jersey in the, in the, right behind jersey but the property tax can be can be much higher than that two percent or whatever it is um depending on the neighborhood that you're living not even sure. just the city but the neighborhood certain cities or or, or counting yeah i guess not counting certain cities or towns are more expensive than others but certain neighborhoods even are more expensive than others not just like hoa but just straight up the property tax and so you look at these homes and it's, and you know a i don't want to give numbers i don't like giving numbers like that but like a home that you would be considering in one neighborhood might be reasonable but in another home in another neighborhood 
in another neighborhood, that same price, that same purchase price is out of your budget because the property taxes are just that much higher. And so you're just not, you know, not trying to pay that much every month. And especially when you consider that the amount of money that you're paying per month, you know, like half of it could be going to property tax. Like that's, that's just a bit annoying because that's, that's money that you're paying forever. It's not just, it's not money that go, you know, you, you stop paying after that 30 year mortgage, assuming you ever pay it off, but you know, you finish paying off your mortgage, but you're still paying off like half of it every, every year for the rest of your life. So long as you live there, because that's just what the property tax is. Sure. All right. So realtor.com, do you find a big difference between realtor.com and say uh, Zillow? Zillow or Redfin or anything. Um, so I was personally, I personally use Zillow a lot before Lena got involved into the, um, in the, in the, uh, in the house hunting search too. The reason why, and the reason why she was, uh, in, the reason why she likes Realtor.com and the reason why I like it now too is because the estimated monthly payments they factor in that property tax estimate, so it's really easy at a glance to get an idea of what your monthly payments would be. Whereas at Zillow, you'll see the price of the house and it'll say your estimated payments, but it's it's strictly based off the mortgage alone. So like, so Realtor.com, it's not even just um, property tax. So so there's principal and interest. There's mm-hmm. property tax, home insurance, HOAs, and mortgage insurance. If you don't pay a te- if you don't pay a twenty percent down payment, and so you get a pretty strong idea of okay, well, if I pay this much money, this is how much it, it affects. Now you can also change things like the home pr- the home purchase price. So if you were to buy the house for under asking or even above asking, you can see how that affects your property tax um, payments because the property tax factors in um, the, uh, the 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 price of the home as well. So the whole thing's been quite the experience. We've learned a lot about ourselves and what we want in this home search. And okay. so we found so we we found a few homes that we really liked. The first day we, we so we arrived on uh, on Saturday last week and we basically went straight from the airport. We got uh, breakfast and then we went and met with the realtor immediately after that. We actually looked at a couple of houses in Wisconsin, although those ones didn't really pan out for us. Um, and then we looked at a bunch of other homes and on that first day, we didn't really see anything that like really grabbed our attention. Like, okay, I really like this place. There was one house and we knew that that house was going to be hotly contested. And sure enough, it, it, they accepted an offer the next day. Um, the, the following day we met with our realtor and we did a bit of research ourselves and we found, we came across a few homes and we like really fell in love with one home, um, in particular. And so the following day. And so not just that, but we also had, we had another two contenders or sorry, another one contender that day. Um, and then the third day that we looked, we looked at places, we, um, we revisited the house that we liked a lot. We also revisited the second place, the, the, the second contender. And then we found another house that would have been a really good starter home. Um, so that, that, you know, uh, so we were there for like four or five days. Um, one day was Memorial day. So we didn't see any homes, um, and on the way to, the, you know, we're at the airport. We're like, okay, cool. Like we should put an offer in like ASAP, right? The, the home is, we love the home, right? Like when we're talking about, we're like planning in our head, like the move, we're planning, thinking about, you know, this, this specific home. So we're like, we're stoked for it. Now, of course, we're very well aware of the fact that we might not get it, but it had been on the market for a few days. And given that it was at a slightly higher price point than some of those other homes, like I was mentioning, the competition isn't as it's not as um immediate you have a little bit of time to think about it 
Um, so we we were trying to get comps from our from our real estate agent because she was like, you know, she she looked at the home, she liked it a lot too, but she's like, I still think it's a bit overpriced. So we we're like, okay, cool, let's get some comps to try to figure out what a good number would be, like an appropriate number would be to offer them. You know, coming in un- under asking, but something that would still be respectable and that they would, you know, want to entertain at the very least. And if not, we can see if we can bump the budget a bit more and and find a place where we can come to an agreement. Um. So that, so we asked her for the comps like that, I think that morning in our morning email, we would send her morning, uh, morning emails of the places that we wanted to see and some questions that we had. And so she was going to get us comps, but for whatever reason, she just never got them. And so that evening, you know, we fly back home. We're like, maybe we should still make the offer. I'm like, yeah, we really want those comps. Fly back home, get in. It was traffic getting back in the house or getting back to the house. So by the time we got home, it was probably like a two hour drive back to Delaware, which should have been like a 45 minute drive. And um, I'm getting ready for bed. I just check out the house for whatever reason because I wanted to see something and I saw that they had, accept, they had accepted an offer. So I was super bummed about that. Um, and I still go on to see like, is it, because there, there are a lot of houses that still, you know, they accept an offer, they're contingent and then the, uh, the, the deal falls through and then the houses get relisted. So I'm still like kind of like checking in on it from time to time to see, does it open up? Like did the, did the, uh, the deal fall through for whatever reason? Our second place home, we liked it, but it it would require a bit more work. It was cheaper, but uh, it also we did also didn't like the neighborhood as much. Like just the uh, so I don't know. We considered making an offer, but we found out that they had relisted the home and they had relisted it at the same price that they had listed it previously. They had previously accepted an offer, and the deal fell through because the uh, the uh, uh, the assessment price didn't match the um the listing Ooh. price or the sale price that's gonna and, make me nervous right exactly and so the um the prospective buyers and the sellers couldn't come to an agreement on on, on a reduction of the price and so they ended up dropping the deal and it went back on the market and so that kind of gave us a bit of pause but again because we just had our eyes set so much on that number one house it just felt like a lot of compromises given certain things that couldn't be changed like where the house happened to be located um, and then the starter home, we also kind of let go too. And we, we figured it was going to get scooped up really quickly. And it, 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 in fact, it, it really did. So um, at this stage, we've just kind of been keeping our eyes peeled on the, uh, on the homes that, that get sent to us and realtor.com. Um, and then we, uh, they didn't, they didn't really get, we, we didn't see too many things that popped up over the weekend, but um, <laughs> over the last 24 hours, we've gotten a lot of good options. So, we, we recently got word that the company, my, my company's approved um, visits. So there, that's this last week when we went, uh, it was just me and Lena. We just, you know, we paid for it ourselves, but they will be paying for an additional trip. Um, they could have retroactively gone and paid for that first trip too. But given that we are going to need to see something again in person before we, you know, make a final decision, um, we are probably going to go back within the next week or two. So we might have to record another early, uh, we might have to record another episode early or late, That's fine. depending on, uh, what happens because we could be going back as early as this coming weekend, which would kind of bum me out just because I'm tired. <laughs> um, and this time we would have to take Gordon with us. So that would be a, that'd be another issue, I guess. But overall, um, it's exciting. But man, yeah. it's uh, it's like I'm I'm dreaming about like reading about houses. Like I'm I'm dreaming of looking at listings. Last night I was I was sleeping in the bed with Gordon because he was he was fussing a bit. You know we were we were all sleeping in the same room in Atlanta, and so um, 
I'm just kind of like trying to keep him settled, but he like keeps fussing. So I keep waking up and when, you know, in and out of like my, my dreams and whatever, I'm just like thinking it's like, I'm almost, I almost think that I'm looking at my phone scrolling through listings, but it's yeah. all in my head. It's crazy. Are you guys dead set on buying a home? Um, not necessarily, not yet. Um, you know, we, that's large. So I'll, I'll, I'll preface with this. One of the issues again is the the property taxes are so high, and you pay that as a renter. So the the the, the cost to rent a home is is fairly high. Like given given what we know you could get with a mortgage and how much a mortgage could cost, sure. it's just like renting a home really pushes the budget, and you're just not getting as much as you could get as if you were to buy but the other big issue is that there just aren't a ton of houses on the renting market in that region or that area that meets like i don't even want to say that meets the requirements that we have or like you know you know we don't need like you know x you know x thousand square feet or whatever it is but rather they're just not very many things that are available in general okay and so yeah we we i i was i was fall like i was i was looking at this a lot um back in the day like when i first accepted the job and i you know obviously being aware that a lot of these rentals are going to get scooped up and it's not going to be something that these places are going to stay but rather just to get an idea of what that number would look like or what what places like what the opportunity what the options were like and we quickly found that like yeah you can find an apartment to rent but we've been living in a townhouse for the last four years we've sure. accumulated just a lot of stuff we also have a kid so like just the amount of space that we know and Elena's also going to be working from home. So like the amount of space that we're going to need is just a lot more than we, than, than what we have now, or at least like I mentioned, we've talked about previously is just at the very least, we need an equivalent amount of space that we have here. And there's just not many options like that. <laughs> it's just very few. So um, yeah, that's cool. That's why we've, you know, fairly quickly found ourselves looking at homes to buy, but we're not like completely against renting but given what we know we could get and that could still fall within a you know in our budget and still be a potential forever home i think the idea of buying has just become a lot more appealing and more realistic to us that's fair yeah that's fair you're also moving to a more expensive locale yeah Uh, so that's fair all right well hey um you guys are a little bit further than carolyn and i but I don't think too much further, I'd say. Uh, Carolyn and I, okay. we also spent just a ton of time, not necessarily on Realtor, Realtor.com, uh, definitely on Zillow. I think we're still trying to figure out, like, where does it make sense for us to live, what, like, interests us, and stuff like that. Um, so, it's uh, it's interesting. I'll say that. Yeah. 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 It, it's It's fun to look at them, you know watch like the house hunter stuff um we, we, we lane and i would watch house hunters a lot back in the day like when we were when we were dating just kind of like you know just killing time just chilling whatever and so you know having those same, that same perspective but actually have it having it be your your home that you're looking for is exciting but man i gotta say it really is still just like frustrating too given like given that we have to buy had that not given that we have to find a place like this isn't an option, right? There's some people who are buying a house because they, uh, because interest rates are low. So like, Oh, they're like, okay, great. The market, like it's great time to sell, 
So they 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 uh they list their house and then similarly they start looking for an upgrade or they start to look for a down a downgrade like or downgrade downsize. Um and you end up clashing or competing with these people and so the, just the amount of competition that's there that's it's not even like there specifically right there's a lot of competition in other places some places have higher demand than others but the fact that like we're we are experiencing some of this and given like the fairly picky like we i, I want to say we're fairly picky about what we're looking at we we know that as soon as we do make an offer there's still a strong possibility that we just outbid by somebody that we can't compete with. You know, like if somebody makes an all cash offer, like we're out. Um, so now for those that don't know, do you want to tell people what an all cash offer actually means? Yeah. So basic. so I, and I'm still fairly new to this, right. But I was talking to Elaine about it. Cause I was saying like, you know, but you know, so, so all right. Normally like for, for, for like me, right. If I'm buying a home, like, I'm not giving my like a specific number, right? But like uh, homes, yeah. homes are fairly expensive, right? So um, people people take a mortgage out to, to which is which is effectively a loan from a bank to help finance a house over the course of typically thirty years. Um, and so when they do that, there's a lot of there are a lot of um, um, conditions that that need to be satisfied not just from you but also from the bank as well and so if there are issues with the house for example that the bank isn't satisfied like they're just like oh that's a bad investment the bank can cancel and say no we're not doing that so the reason why people like an all cash offer is because if i happen to have x hundred thousands of dollars on hand to purchase a home like let's say let's say i'm an older like let's say it's 20 years from now lane and i have have uh we've owned it we've we've been uh mortgaging a home for 20 years we've built 20 years of equity into this house we've also saved a decent bit of money and we want to downsize because gordon's gone off to college right we can sell our home and then we can all and we could sell our home and we can use that cash as well as any other additional cash we have in the bank to just purchase a home without a mortgage entirely and if we were to do that there's much fewer obstacles that a um, a buyer and seller have to jump through in order to close that deal so the reason why a seller would be more inclined to take a cash offer is basically because it's much 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 less likely for a deal to get canceled on and it, it's i don't know how frequent it is but you will see a lot of homes they get relisted and just like i mentioned previously about that uh about that deal on our second favorite home that that uh where they couldn't come to an agreement between the uh the assessed price and the purchase price it may have been the bank that canceled on that deal rather than the buyer and themselves it could have just been that the bank was like well the house was assessed say twenty thousand dollars lower than what what than what was listed and uh we're not we're not willing to invest in that in that um in that purchase basically so yeah that's that's the deal and it totally makes sense to me there are people who like so my brother's also looking for a house and and he and his wife got outbid by a couple who who um who made an all cash offer but their cash offer was less than the offer made by my brother and his wife um but because it was a cash offer they would again they just knew okay this deal is, is damn near likely to close at, with fewer issues and much quicker so they took it so that's that's the thing that's concerning <coughs> when, we're, when we're looking at some of these places is 
there are just going to be some details with with offers that are going to be difficult to hit. There are other issues too, right? So like when people are there, there are other factors that people can make. So you can waive um, what is it? You can waive the um, the uh, is it not the inspection, right? Everyone does it. I guess you can waive the contingencies of the of the inspection. So if say we're in an inspection where we identify a massive massive problem. And you would normally be able to back out of the deal with no ramifications. You could waive any of these contingencies so that if, let's say, the inspector comes in and finds that the house is, is sliding, yeah. <laughs> you 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 with this contract that you've that you've um, you've had your your lawyers and realtor draw up for you, you can't back out of it at this point because you wow. waive that right. Yeah. Or if you were to back out of it, you lose your I think what they call good faith money, which is like. I think they say three percent of the three um, percent of the purchase price of the home, so it's like a sizable chunk of the down payment, and so you would you would just outright lose that to the seller because you want to back out. Mm-hmm. Okay, man, it's also just frustrating, right? Because like, through no fault of your own, you happen to enter quite possibly one of the most topsy turvy real estate markets in like recent history, right? just frustrating in its own right but yeah yeah it is it is like it, it's frustrating that you don't have time to think about stuff i was telling lane like you know when <laughs> you i hate to make this it's a stupid comparison but you know when i got the playstation 5 right mm-hmm. when i was when i when i finally found a playstation 5 that was available i didn't have time to think about do i actually want to make this purchase is this am i comfortable spending 500 at this time at this moment in time all I have, all you could do is either buy or don't buy. But if you choose to not, if you choose to hesitate, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, it's gonna be sold out. Right. And so, um, with these homes, when we're saying, oh, we want to look at comps, we want to make sure that we can make a fair, we want to make a reasonable um, offer that they're likely to accept, but it also makes sense for us, you know, not necessarily offering listing, but try to get some some benefit, right? Um, in that in that uh, calculation, we, f- we failed to meet the deadline that they had because they had an offer and we just, we, uh, we didn't get it in the time. So like there, we, they sold that, they sold the house or they, they made an, they accepted an offer, not even knowing that we were interested in, in buying. That's the thing that frustrated me is yeah. like, it would, it would have been one thing if we were outbid by somebody else, but it was another thing having not even thrown our thrown our um, you know having not even played our hands right we 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 basically timed out at the table we didn't we 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 folded our hand and we never even made a play and that yeah. was the frustrating thing about it and so like uh, and especially something as big of a deal as this like it's so permanent right like these are expensive purchases you don't just like buy a house and return it <laughs> you so so you want to make sure that we make the uh, we make a good call and that's the thing that's difficult is not being able to truly, truly take your time and think about it and think about your finances and because every house is different. And obviously the more enticing homes are oftentimes the more expensive ones. So it's like, okay, does this make sense for our budget? Can we push our budget to this level? Do we want to push our budget to this level? You know, you, you, you and I, we've talked about it before, just like how much we actually do save both of us. And so thinking about like how little you're actually be able to save because you're going to be spending that much more on a mortgage is a little like weird sure. um, 
obviously you're putting you're you know you're investing you're you're building equity in this in this home so that is a level of saving in the in and of itself but like i also mentioned that property tax factor is a big deal and that's money that you don't get back i mean the amount of property taxes that we're paying is basically like paying rent for a year so yep. it's not it's not cheap it's not something that was it's it's not negligible and when you could find a place in uh in the same area with a lot of lower property taxes it, it makes it really difficult to want to pull the trigger on that type of home too Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you're right. The worst part is really, it's like, it reminds me of when I needed to like search for apartments in New York, where originally it's like, all right, have all your documentation ready, have all of your money ready. The second you see a place that you're like even remotely interested in, you have to put an offer down because if you don't, and, yeah. and the person right after you decides to do so, like you don't have an apartment, like this apartment's off the market. Uh, and it's like one thing with apartments where you're like, you know what, I get it. It's like super competitive, yada, yada, yada. There's a ton of people in the market. I get that. But when it's like houses, you're just like, man, like this is super frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So anyways, I do appreciate you sharing your experience with us. Yeah. I hope the, uh, I hope, I hope that I can share, uh, uh, a, and a, a really exciting uh, experience and 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 accepted offer. Maybe I'll wait until things are a bit more <laughs> closed after that. But nevertheless, like I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll share with you specifically. Maybe not necessarily in the podcast, but I'm like we have we have a couple options right now that showed up today, and I'm I'm pretty excited about them. And I'm excited to see what what else shows up over the course of this next week, or maybe over the course of the next couple of days. Who knows? So we, our realtor will be going out to visit the place and she's going to FaceTime us so that we can get like a firsthand look at it. She's also got a really, like she's really good. She she very quickly picked up on the things that we like and the things that we don't like. And so she could fairly quickly tell if we didn't like a place and if we didn't like a place, not even by looking or judging from what we were thinking or saying, but just like, does this house seem like, is it, does this seem like a house that they would enjoy but she's also really good at picking up on things that are like off with the house too so like she could tell like oh this these floors aren't you know they're not great or whatever else so um we we were looking forward to that call to see like does she think that this house is something that we should put an offer in on because if if she does then we may make an we may make an offer um without having seen the place and then actually go out and look at it and see it there is still time where you could make an offer and even if it is accepted to back out without any ramifications but um how short is that window though it's like five days there's like a lawyer there's like a i don't think you lose it i don't think you get out without losing any money because i think you have to you're it's like a period i I can't remember what they called it and lena Lena wrote it down but there's like a period of time where like i guess lawyers are drawing up some contracts or something maybe I see. And um and so you and and they and she said it's like 5 days. So All right. Yeah, well listen, I know you're tired. I appreciate you sharing the uh, the experience and educating us a little bit since you're going through the process right now. Uh, yeah. But uh why don't I uh why don't we sign off so you can get a, a chance at trying to get to sleep pretty early. That's really yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Marissa. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.